to talk to you about the broken, the bitten, and the battered heart. I didn't get to battered last time, but you'll get the feel of it, even if I don't get to that point. Um, you'll get the feel of battered heart. I, I want to uh, uh, start by just praying. You know, this book of Psalms was, if I understand it correctly, was like the hymn book back in the day. And one of the greatest writers in the book of Psalms, inspired by the Holy Spirit, was David, my favorite character in the Bible other than Jesus. And he uh, did a lot of things that uh, we can talk about when it comes to broken and bitten, and um, especially broken. And we're going to talk a lot about him today. So let me, let me pray as we dive into the word this morning. Let me get my coffee real quick. My latte macchiato, praise God. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> Father, I just thank you for this time, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're here. Thank you for the guests. We have lots of guests today, and we typically do, and we're so thankful. We ask that you would specially bless them. Father, give us ears to hear and heart to receive. Father, you send your word and you heal, and you send your word and it brings transformation. You send your word, it brings truth to set people free, and we say, God, release your word right now. Touch every individual here. Even there might be somebody in here that's not very excited to, to be here. I pray you captivate their heart right now in Jesus' name. The one that doesn't believe. I pray you captivate their heart, God, because you believe in them. You knew them before they were in their mother's womb. And I pray you touch their heart today. To the believer, I pray that you would equip them and challenge them and strengthen them and bless them. We love you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. this message is probably not for the one who always has it all together. Can I, I'm just going to be honest. If you have it all together, then you can kind of maybe, I was going to say block me out, but don't do that because you might realize you don't have it all together. I don't know. Or the one that's always on top of the Mount Everest spiritual mountain. It's probably not for you. Or the one who never has a bad day or a tough season. It's probably not for you. But if you do have a bad day, if you don't have it all together, if you do have valleys in your life, and you even go through tough seasons, I think this message is for you. I want to talk to you, you today. I have found, and I think that after 26 years of marriage and ministry and growing up, over 51 years of life, of joy and misery at times and torment at times, uh, before I knew Christ and addiction, highs and lows. 51 years, I've received salvation and healing and restoration and been through weddings and children and college and jobs and people and staff and shocks and surprises and pastoring and family and enemy. Good times, bad times, Good reports and bad reports. Ugly, nice, kind, mean, life, death, good and evil. I've come to a conclusion today. Can I share that with you? Yes. That we is broken. <laughs> Am I preaching to the right people today? 
good, I'll keep going. We're not the first peoples that were broken. I want to share a few characters of the Bible that were pretty jacked up. <laughs> Noah, drunk and naked. <laughs> Abraham, thought he was too old, lied about his wife, act like it was his sister. Sarah laughed when she got the news that she was going to be pregnant. I, Isaac was a liar just like his dad. Jacob lied and was a total scammer, manipulator, heel grabber, and much more. Joseph was abused and accused and much more. Gideon was a total scaredy cat, afraid. Samson had long hair. I try not to envy that. I see Mr. Jolly back there with his cool hair. and People that have cool hair, I just, I just like to look at it. You know what I'm saying? God knew that if I had some cool hair, I'd probably be like Absalom or something. I don't know. Samson had long hair, he didn't wear a suit, and he was a womanizer. Aaron was give oversight to a construction job, the construction of the golden calf, while his brother was on top of the mountain, face to face with God, receiving Ten Commandments, and Aaron's down there constructing an idol. Then we have Rahab, who was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy and David said was too young. Jeremiah was depressed and suicidal. David was an adulterer and murderer and many other things. We're going to talk about him today. King Saul, the day that they tried to put him as a king, he was hidden, hidden in his stuff. King Saul struggled with fear most of his life that caused him to do some of the craziest things. Almost, well, end up destroying him, fear. Elijah was suicidal and ran from a crazy woman. Isaiah preached naked. <laughs> preached naked. <laughs> Noah was drunk. Isaiah preached naked. That's a little awkward, I believe. <laughs> People say, what, do you, what, what should I wear to church? I say, you should wear clothes. <laughs> Amen? Amen? I know some of you just don't like to laugh in church, huh? <laughs> We're going to break through to you today. Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a bitter widow. Job went absolutely bankrupt. Hosea married a prostitute. Peter cursed and denied Jesus. Disciples fell asleep when they should have been sleeping. I mean, when they should have been praying. In the worst time, the, the, the darkest moment of Jesus' hour of his life, they're over there snoring. Judas sold out. Jesus betrayed him for 30 pieces of silver. Martha worried about everything. The Samaritan woman was divorced Many times. Zacchaeus was too small, too short. Paul was 
too religious. By the way, he also tormented, murdered, tortured Christians before he was Paul, when he was Saul. Timothy had an ulcer, we think, and Lazarus was dead. (laughs) I hope you feel better about yourself now. (laughs) We are broken due to sin. We are broken due to our sin. We're broken due to sin of others. We are broken because we are born into a broken world. Believe it or not, the baby, as soon as he comes out of the womb, are broken. And that's Bible. We call good evil, and we call evil good, all impacting us and adding to our brokenness. Here's a list of brokenness, just off the top of my head. We're broken due to addiction, abortion, and abuse. We're broken due to molestation, sexual confusion, brokenness through being raised in dysfunction and brokenness, brokenness due to sickness and disease, brokenness due to everything acquainted around divorce, brokenness because of rejection and abandonment at times, brokenness from wayward children or a child, brokenness from a missing in action daddy, a missing in action mother, I bet you I could have you raise hands to these and hands would go everywhere if you were honest, which I know you are because you're in church. Brokenness because of a death or a loved one, brokenness from a foe, brokenness from a family member, brokenness from a trauma, a war, a bomb, um, shooting, a wreck, terror attack, slander, accusation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The person that absolutely acts like they have it all together. And granted, there's different degrees of brokenness. How many of you agree with that? The richest, the smartest, the coolest, the proudest, the greatest athlete, the hardest worker, uh, the most gifted are still all broken. At least that's been my, my journey. Broken can be covered up with actions with personality. Brokenness can be covered up with personality and achievements, overachieving, overworking, hypocrisy. Business, charisma, spirituality, makeup, smiles. Brokenness can be covered up with religion. I would say especially that. I will say this, brokenness happens. Someone says, right now, sitting here, J.O., I don't agree with you. I'm not broken. I love you. (laughs) But it's a cover-up. I haven't found anyone that's not broken. You're not Jesus, and you're not in heaven yet. You won't experience all of that until you get to heaven. I have a few questions for you today. Number two is the one I'm going to really camp out on, but I'm just going to go ahead and say them because they're in my notes. Number one, why are you broken? It's a good question to ask. Why are you broken? Where did your brokenness originate from? I think it's good to look at that. Sometimes you have to dig up the old bones in a safe place and rebury them. Never to bury them again, but to get over them. Number two, this is the one I want you to think of today. How are you wearing your brokenness? How are you wearing your brokenness? Are you wearing it well or like hell? 
Is your brokenness bringing healing or is your brokenness bringing brokenness? Is your brokenness uh, bringing restoration to lives or destruction to people's lives? How are you wearing your brokenness? I think that's a very important question that you should think about and look at today because I think we can have faith in our brokenness and live like Christ and be broken healers, broken restorers, um, wearing to me is the important part of this message today. And three, what's the plan for you becoming whole? J.O., I thought you said everyone's broken. How can you be whole? Like I said, there's different levels. Whenever you come to know Jesus Christ, I think you begin the road of becoming whole. I was so broken. I mean, bankrupt. And nobody was paying my bills. Bankrupt, zero, when I came to know Jesus Christ. And so I've been on this road of wholeness for 26 years. And so now I feel whole, but even with that, I'm still broken. Does that make sense? Well, J.O., are you broken or are you whole? Yes. I think there's a tension. I think we're broken and we're whole. We're broken and we're getting fixed, but we're on that road to being whole. And, and I think that uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think we're going to have complete wholeness on this side of heaven. I'm just going to be real in church, okay, even with the greatest of faith. I personally don't think that brokenness is that bad. If you look at the Bible, I think that brokenness gets a bad rap by people, but not the Bible. Listen to this scripture, Psalms 34, 18. You ready for this? It's beautiful. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart. Is that up there? Wonderful. Look at that. The Lord is near to those. Who is he near to? Those who have a broken heart and such as uh, have a contrite spirit. If you're broken today, I got some great news for you. Here now. All I know is I know that he is here now. He's right here. He's close to you. He's nigh to you. He's near to you. He's close to the brokenhearted. He's right there, right now, right here, right beside you. He's here. He's near you. Good news. And such as has the contrite spirit. Broken, there's a, probably 30 words here. I'm just going to use a few of them out of the Hebrew, what broken means. I think you'll get the, the, the spirit of it. Broken, sabar is the Hebrew. To burst, break, down, off, in pieces, up, crush, destroy, hurt, quench. Destroy, break in pieces, break down, torn, give birth, crush, quench. To break, to break in pieces, break down, rend violently, wreck, crush, quench. You, you feeling that? Rupture, all that. If you're that way today, he's nigh to you. Don't always feel it when you're broken like that. But his word is true. That's why you don't go by your feelings. We walk by faith. Don't go by my feelings. 
You don't want to be a schizophrenic chimpanzee. Because <laughs> that's what your feelings will lead you to. I don't mean that disrespectful. Your feelings will get you all over the place. We walk by faith. Contrite means crushed, powdered. Psalms 147.3 says this. Here's a good scripture of hope for you if you're broken today. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. When Jesus pulled out that big scroll, when it, it was his day of reading, here he is in the temple and he begins to read Isaiah 61. And in that scripture it says, he heals the brokenhearted. Come on, it's the messianic promise of what Jesus does. He comes to heal the brokenhearted. I want to talk about two folds of this today. Say this with me, broke, broke. thank you, and brokenness. Broken. I'm going to decipher between the two in my own kind of dictionary today, if that's okay. Luke 20, 18, code red, Jesus says, whoever falls on that stone, just kind of how we handle broke and brokenness. I think they're a little different in my mind. Whoever falls on the stone will be broken. Broken. But on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. How are you wearing your brokenness? Fall or powder? Matthew 5, 3, one of the Beatitudes. I love the Beatitudes because to me it's like what you be like with your attitude. You ever heard the old saying, attitude is everything? Well, Jesus does a whole sermon on your attitudes. Beatitude, what you be like with your attitude. Matthew 5, 3 says, God blesses those who are poor and realize. Will you say that with me, realize? I think that's important. We realize our condition. We realize if we're lost. We realize if we're broken or broke. Realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. I'm going to start reading about a story right now. Most of you have probably heard about the story before. I mean, there was even an old movie back in the day about David. How many of you have ever heard of the story of David and Bathsheba. If you have, just wave at me. I, 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 even though you, a lot of you, not everyone, a lot of you have heard it, I must read the account today. And I'm going to read it. It's going to be on the Sky Bible behind me, but it's also, if you have your, your Bible, if you'll turn with me to 2 Samuel 11, 1 through 5. I think this is a story of broke, broken, brokenness, and you could even say battered. But we're going to kind of stick with broke, broken, and brokenness today in this story. I, I do want to read it for those who haven't heard it for a while or maybe you've never heard it. I'm going to start reading at verse 1, chapter 11. It says this. It happened in the spring of the year. At the time when kings go to battle. Could preach that. 
that David sent Joab, his servants, with him and all of Israel, and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabah. But David remained in Jerusalem. Could preach that. I think I will say something about it. A lot of times left to yourself is not always healthy. Too much time by yourself on your own. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed. Rose from the bed in the evening. Rose from the bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing. Uh Uh-oh. That's just not good. And the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman. Someone said, is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Elam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? And I can just see David. Well, but I'm the man. I'm the king. I am the man. Look what took place. Then David sent the messengers. He took her. She came to him, and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity, and she returned to her house, and the woman conceived, so she sent and told David and said, I am with child. This is kind of like a rated PG, PG PG-13 kind of story in the Bible. I just got to be very honest with you. I want to say this. David was broke before he ever saw Bathsheba bathing. How do I know he was broke? Because I can just look of how he was wearing it. He wasn't wearing it very well. You can look at his actions to see what took place. All of a sudden, he saw her. Right then and there. He should have put the brakes on. Come on, man. I see something I should not be seeing. I'm going to go confess to the brothers. I'm going to church today. I'm going to the temple to pray. Come on. I got to flee. I got to run. I got to do something. But he didn't do it. He wasn't wearing it well. He saw her. Then look what he did. He took her. You taking someone else's wife, trespassing, stealing someone else's wife. He took her then he look it gets worse had sex with her gets worse now she's pregnant not that a pregnancy is bad just how it all unfolded and you don't think it could get any worse it gets very 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 bad because i think david at that time if he wore it well you know hey man i made a bad mistake jacked up i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna take care of this right now That's what he did not do, and he 
comes up with this scheme and cover up in his heart and in his mind. Who's her, her husband, Uriah? Hey, go get Uriah right now. He gets Uriah, brings him in. Why? Because he wants Uriah to sleep with his own wife for a cover-up to make Uriah think that the baby is his. And if you think that's bad, it gets worse. Uriah is such a man of integrity and character that Uriah won't go in with his wife. He stays hanging out on the porch of David or right, right around there. David, even the second night, I think it was, tried to get the guy drunk so he would go sleep with his own wife. And Uriah wouldn't do any of that because he knew he should be out where David should have been on the battlefield. So David's like, none of this is working. Let's see, what else can I do? Uh, I'm going to send Uriah out. Oh, this is it. I got it. I got it. Send Uriah out on the front line. That brother will get mowed over. Sends him out with a letter. It happens. Uriah gets killed. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Great cover. I got this. I got it now. Got it all now. Now I'll marry her real quick. Marry her. Cover up. Continue. I'll marry her real quick. And uh, 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 they'll think that the baby is mine after marriage, even though it was before. She's not showing. It's all going to be good. Can everybody say cover up? Thank you. <laughs> and now it all works. He's married to her. She's not showing. Uriah's dead. Adultery. All a cover-up. Because I think David was broke. He's broke. Let me read a few scriptures. Look at verse 27. Just kind of catch you up. 11.27 says... And when her mourning was over, she was mourning the death of her husband... David sent and brought her to the house, and they became, she became his wife. Got to get this done really quick. And bore his son. He's like, yeah, it worked. Nobody saw this. <laughs> I am the man! Let me read the rest of the scripture. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. That kind of reminds me of a southern thing, kind of like, done displeased the Lord. Done displeased the Lord. David, you thought that nobody saw you. <laughs> There's one that sees everything. The big eyes, your creator, your maker, the king of all kings. <laughs> His name is Jehovah. Don't displease the Lord. And so the Lord sees it and the Lord goes, I got to tell one of my guys, <laughs> prophet Nathan. Prophet Nathan, I want you to go and talk to David. He kind of jacked up, broke up right now. Murder, adultery, 
lying, cheat, steal, you name it, he's doing it. You need to go talk to that brother right now. He's supposed to be a king, man after my, my own heart. Go talk to his brother. Okay. Nathan goes, I'm going to share a story with him that he's going to get ticked off about the story, and the story's going to condemn himself. Can I read the story? Oh, we don't have much time. Can I read it? Are you okay with that? Okay. I didn't know we were that quick on. I just get so taken off into these stories, you know. I'm going to read it. 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 Here we go. 12 verse 1. Somebody's trying to send me a message. Time for you to go to bed, J.O. <laughs> Here's a, here, I'm going to read it real fast. You ready? 2 Samuel 12, 1. Then I'm going to finish shortly. Whatever that means. Then the Lord sent to Nathan to David, and he came to him and said to him, Here's a story. There was a man, uh, there was two men in the city, one rich, one poor, and the rich man exceedingly many flocks and herds. The poor man had nothing. Except one little ewe lamb, which he had brought and nourished, and he grew up together with him and with his children. It ate at his own food and drink from his own cup. Little lamb just eating with his food and drinking from his own cup and lay in his bosom. It was like a daughter to him. Come on. And the traveler came to the rich man who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd to prepare one for the wafering uh, a man who had come to him. But look what he did. He took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. Look at David's response. So David was angry, greatly aroused against the man. He said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this thing shall surely die. Don, can I use you for a minute? And then Nathan does this thing like here, like, not this one. Hey, man, you the man, baby. You the man. Not that you the man. But he looked at him and says, you are the man. And David went from being broke to broken, called on the carpet, busted. Now, let me read a little bit of Psalm 51. Just a little bit. I, I would like to read a little bit of it unreligiously, untraditionally, and non churchy, like David wrote it. Let me tell you what Psalms 51 says. To the chief musician, a psalm of David with Nathan, the prophet, went to him after he had gone to Bathsheba. David, have mercy on me, O God. According to your loving kindness, according to your multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from the inequity of my sin. Uh, cleanse me from my sin. Verse 8. Make me hear your joy and gladness that the bones that you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my inequities. Create in me a clean heart. Oh God, 
and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Verse 17. Look at this one really close. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. I think David goes from broke to broken. J.O., I don't get it. Tell me the Tell me, the, tell me the difference. This is in my own J.O. definition. Broke is what sin does to you and how it leads you and leaves you just broke, high and dry. But broken is the condition of the heart towards Jesus that he does not despise. That if you're broken, he's nigh to you. Are you broken? How are you wearing your brokenness? Well or not? Let me finish with this story and then I'm done. The account is of Paul at the island of Malta. The last chapter of Acts. Paul's been traveling. He's been through a storm and now he's in this island called Malta and poor guy after a storm and last chapter of Acts look what takes place right here verse 3 is going to be behind me right here but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire a viper came out of the heat and fastened on his hand it's like bro I done been through a storm I show up in the native land i'm trying to make a fire because it's cold and wet and a viper hangs on my hand puts his fangs down inside of me let me tell you something church could god not have stopped that viper just honestly just answer that why do you say that jo because i want to let you know right now god doesn't always stop the viper god doesn't always stop the trouble he doesn't always stop the fire, and he doesn't always stop the flood. But I will promise you, he will be with you in the viper bite. He will be with you in the flood. He will be with you in the fire. He will be with you in the trouble. He will never leave you. Come on, Psalm 911. He's a refuge. He's my strength. Come on, he will not leave you. Why is that so important? How will you where your brokenness. I want to let you know, church, that life, people, foe, and family at times will bite you. How many of you can feel me? You will, you will get bitten in life. But how will you wear your brokenness? We have this thing called faith. And faith allows you to take the higher road. Faith says, I might be in the fire, but I won't get burnt. I might be in trouble right now, but you're right here. I might be in the flood, but I'm not going to drown. 
Because I know you love me and you turn all things for the good. Now, let me, just go with me. Go with me. Verse 4. Then the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand. That's a snake just hanging on the brother's hand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just hanging. That's jacked up. It don't look like you'd be like, oh, there's a snake on my head. You'd be like, ah! Just like me. A poisonous snake bites you on your hand? Come on, you, you are going to react. And they said to one another, look, no doubt this man is a murderer. People will judge you. People will judge you wrong. He had just been through a, almost a, a terrible storm and his boat and all this stuff. He's just trying to make a fire, man. And all the natives done judged the brother. He's a murderer. Though he has escaped from the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. How many of you glad that we don't get justice? <laughs> if we got justice, I'd be snap cracking and popping in hell. <laughs> but I thank God for God's mercy, his kindness. The righteousness of Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus today, he becomes your righteousness. Oh, that's some good news. Church, everyone is watching you. How will you wear your brokenness? This is where I think, I'm not asking you to fake it, but I, have, I, I do think the Bible calls us to faith it. That we would trust in the Lord with all of our heart, with a viper, with teeth stuck in our hand. How will you wear your brokenness? Don't get just offended. Don't even get offended at the natives. How will you wear your brokenness? And this is the beautiful scripture of Christianity, verse 5. You ready? You ready for this? But he shook off the creature into the fire, you stinking viper, go to hell where you come from. Get off of me. You came out of that bush right there in the fire, throwing you back in the fire. He shook the viper off, back in the fire, and suffered no harm. <laughs> Woo! Suffered no harm. You might get bit, but it doesn't have to kill you. You might get bit, but the venom doesn't have to destroy you. Come on, you're going to get bit in life, but it doesn't have to take you out. You need to refuse to die. You need to refuse to get bitter. Come on, it's going to bite you sometime. But how will you wear your brokenness? When you go through the divorce, when you go through pain, when you go through suffering, when you go through things out of your control, sin of somebody else's, your own sin, how will you wear your brokenness. Shake it off, baby. Mm -mm -mm. Twist and shout. Mm -mm -mm. Come on, come on, come on, come on, saints now. Mm -mm -mm. Shake it on out. Shake it on out. Right? That's not in the Bible. Let me finish with, kind of finish. Yeah, I'm really close. <laughs> you said that a long time ago, J.O. I am really close now. Verse 6. Look, 
However, can you imagine all the natives? They done got, Paul done got their attention. Brother come out of a storm. He might have been a different color. I don't know how it was exactly. He's trying to make a fire, a poisonous viper, latches hold of him. He looks at it, shakes it off. Can you imagine? And look at, look, 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 verse 6. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. Just wait, just wait, just wait. <laughs> Come on, native brothers. Just, just check him out. But after they had looked for a long time, how will you wear your brokenness? People are watching. People are watching. They're watching you under pressure. They're watching you. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him. Everyone say no harm. harm. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) They changed their minds. (laughs) He's a pretty cool dude. (laughs) And said that he was a god. They got that jacked up. But (laughs) Jesus was in him. God was in him. Greater is he that is in you than any viper, baby. You can drink poison. I wouldn't tell you to do that. (laughs) But these signs will follow. I'm going to finish. I'm done. Stand to your feet. Can I close with just a couple of action steps? Just put some action to this right here. Can we do that? So kind of get situated standing. Here we go. Number one, bring your brokenness. Can I have the leaders come forward? You're here today broken. Just bring it. Bring it. Bring viper and all. Number two, unbury your brokenness. So many times we go through something and we just bury it. Eight feet down. Sometimes you need to unbury it, take care of those stinky bones, not bury all the hurtful emotion, all the damaged emotions and all that. Unbury it, take care of it. Rebury it, but do it in a healthy way. If that's you today, I think you should consider unburying it. Look here. Confess. Will you say that with me? Confess. Confession is so powerful when it comes to healing, when it comes to healing of brokenness, when it comes to dealing with bitterness. Confession. What do you mean by confession? Hey, saw that woman on top of the roof, and you deal with it at that point. Are you following me? Whatever it could be in your life right now, 
Wherever it is, confess. The Bible says confess your faults one to another. It doesn't even say God in that scripture. It says one to another. Pray. I'm just kind of use you an example. Pray that you may be healed. Healing. Confession. You want to just break the back of the enemy in your life? Just confess something. Bring it to the light. He's in darkness. God's light. In God, there is no darkness. Come on. Light. Next one. Don't deny your bite. Hey, he didn't deny it. He shook it off. He'd act like he didn't get bit. Don't deny it. Come on. Number five, refuse to quit. Persevere. Hold on. Number six, refuse to die. He's trying to kill you, but refuse it. Number seven, this is the most important. Wear it well. Wear it like a badge of honor. What's that metal, metal from right there? Well, that metal right there is a viper. What's that metal right there from? Well, you know what? Somebody accused me falsely. What's that metal right there? Well, that's whenever they threw me in a hole. Uh, what's that metal that I was put in prison? Wasn't even my fault because I was preaching the gospel. Let me read a, a passage of scripture of a man who wore his brokenness very well. Once again, Paul, listen to this. Listen to the, listen to the brokenness. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors, more abundant. In stripes, above measure. In prisons, more frequently. In deaths, often. From the Jews, I, uh, five times I, re I received 40 stripes minus one. Do the math. 39 times five stripes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. And that's not marijuana. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day have been in the deep. And then he goes through the perils. He went through fastings and you name it. He went through it all, all. Then he says this, if I must boast, I will boast in the things which concern my infirmities. If you're here today as we go into this, this song and you're broken and you want prayer, I want to encourage you. Don't paint over it with religion. Don't paint over it, bury it. Man, confess it. Bring it to the surface. Be free, be liberated. Come on, who the sun sets free. Free indeed. Let's sing.